Are you reading and hearing all sorts of conflicting information about AI, artificial intelligence, and wondering what impact that might have on you? Well, welcome to AI for Creatives, a podcast by creatives for creatives, connecting you to the world of AI, Web3, blockchain, and beyond. Join our hosts, Camila Sanders and Nova Lorraine, as we explore new ways AI empowers creatives and highlight leading industry innovators utilizing amazing new tools to pave the way for our future. Get inspired and educated by fellow creatives revolutionizing the industry and exemplifying new ways to gain creative independence and sovereignty. We aim to preserve humanity in this fast evolving digital world and creatives are a powerful force to do that. Be a part of the conversation as we take the reins of AI and shape a positive narrative for our future. Welcome to AI for Creatives, where we discuss everything AI and the intersection between AI, humanity, and creativity. I am one of your hosts, Nova Lorraine, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Camila Sanders. And we are really excited because it's the top of the year, and we're going to be talking about what you will expect to see this year. I mean, mind-blowing tech innovations, AI tools, gadgets, robots. And we touched on this actually a year ago as we were predicting what's coming in the future. We did do an episode diving into robots and diving into the future of AI. And here we are (laughs) a year later in the future. And we're going to see and talk about some of these cool things that we were just imagining last year that has actually showed up in real life, physical reality at this year's CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, touted as the world's largest, most powerful tech show. And it happens every year in January in Las Vegas. And we're going to dive deep. But before I get into it, and before Camille and I start bantering back and forth, we usually kick off the show with what we've been up to. So Camilla, why don't you start? What have you been up to since the last time we, we spoke? Sure. Well, I think the last time we talked, I had mentioned the Impact Accelerator group coaching community. And so I'm doing probably what everyone should be doing right now. And what we're doing right now is content. (laughs) So on my mind is what is, so we already have like, obviously, you know, my background is marketing and business. So we have content about um, developing a strategy, developing an action plan, building your tribe, lots of things about uh, tools, about like self-awareness and mindset and things like that. And so my mind is just like, what are the things that people want to know or need to know to kind of get to that next stage to help them accomplish their vision? And so that's just where my mind is at. Like, how can we continue to sow into our community, right? So that's what I'm thinking, but but I love, you know, this podcast is part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but what have you been up to? I am still feverishly working on my book, The Jockey on the Horse, which will be out soon. So just keep up to date with our podcast. You will get the official launch date, um, but it is going to dive even deeper than what we do on the show in terms of how we can really stay ahead 
and thrive with AI, especially as creators and creatives, especially as entrepreneurs. So that's one thing, the book. The other is I've been building AI apps. (laughs) I'm a little obsessed. And it's whatever I think there's a problem that I can solve with an AI app, I'm just going at it, starting with an area that's close to my heart, which is well-being. And one of the AI apps that I created, and if you haven't been following us, if this is your first show, or if you haven't been following the headlines, OpenAI, the company that owns ChatGPT, has launched their AI app store, the OpenAI app store where anyone can create personal GPTs just for their own personal use, or they can make them public for anyone to use. You also can have it shareable just through a link um, where only individuals with the link can access your GPT. So I've been creating GPTs. And the two under the wellness category are affirmations for manifesting and the happy meditation coach. And so they speak for themselves. One is a a tool that will help you create personalized affirmations, daily affirmations to help you achieve the goals that you want, the mindset you want, and the life you want. And then the other is a really intuitive guide on personalizing and customizing your meditation experience. So individuals who are having trouble focusing or want to use meditation to help with an area in their lives, maybe it is around an, I don't know, an ailment that you're having, or maybe you want to just find more peace in your life, or there's a specific meditation technique that you've heard helps certain things like heart breath meditation. And so these are these are, this is a particular tool that can help you maybe be a beginner as it relates to meditating or you're an instructor or coach and want to incorporate meditation into your own practice, helping with your clients and customers. Well, it helps create scripts and sessions around meditation. So those two, I'm really excited about. Those are the first two that I launched. Most recently, I just launched a vision board creator, which is really addictive. And so if you're visual, you're going to love this as well. Um, the affirmations, GPT affirmations for manifesting, that also creates an image along with the affirmation. And then your vision board creator creates vision boards. So you can have a grid vision board, a montage, a collage vision board, and you put in just descriptors or keywords or a paragraph of what you want the board to look like. Maybe you want to visualize this very modern kitchen and it will create a vision board around that. Or if you want to focus on healthy eating and wealth generation and living in the tropics, it will generate a vision board around that. So um, that's really, really fun, those three. And you can look up these tools by the creator name. So I just go by NL in the app store, or you can look it up by their name. So affirmations for manifesting the happy meditation coach and the vision board creator. Um, Those are just a few of the tools that I've created. There's a bunch more, but I'll stop there. And that's sort of what I've been doing lately. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love that. And I feel like we could do a whole episode on this. We should, we should, we definitely should like how these yeah, well, definitely let's do that on the GPTs and the AI apps and how that's going to be a thing of the future for sure. Yes. 
because I'm like, oh, let's go into 30 more minutes of talking about <laughs> these apps that you it's created. It's so cool. I'm so excited about that. Good, good teaser. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get deeper in that conversation with you <laughs> at another date. But yeah, let's talk about CES. So I definitely have to put CES on my want list for next year because every time I see recaps and videos, I'm like, I need to be there. And I I will say that I did get a little teaser while I was in Dubai at the Jitex conference, which is they're claiming to be the largest, also the largest tech, tech innovation conference in the world. And they had some incredible innovations. It was, you can't do all of the exhibits in one in one visit. And I mean, on one trip, because there's so many booths and areas to see. And there's one set up at the World Trade Center there, and they have another over at the harbor. And you could just stay a week at just either of those two, let alone trying to cover uh, both. But there I was able to see some great innovation around robotics and AI as well. So (laughs) to do this deep dive on CES and what's coming for 2024 as it relates to AI, as it relates to some mind-blowing tools, gadgets um, for our home, for our outdoors, um, and just for our day-to-day, you know, living and work life is going to be super cool as we dive in. Yeah, I've actually been to CES it's been a while. It's been years though, but I mean, it is like the premier consumer electronic show, right? Any company that is having something cool coming out, like you're going to be able to see the latest in technology, the prototypes, like it's, it's an exciting time. So this is a great, great topic. <laughs> so what, what are some of the things that you've seen people talking about with CES? in 2024. Yeah, well, I'll just give a brief overview and we'll and we'll just choose one of them to go into, but of course, what's trending in AI? What are some of these innovations that's incorporating artificial intelligence and generative AI? And then we have our computer vision, which is, you know, another technology that incorporates AI. And you will see a lot of that in like retail environments specifically. And then we have our immersive technologies, your augmented reality, your virtual reality. We have headsets. We have 3D environments with headsets, without headsets. Um, and then, of course, under that category, we have AR glasses. And, you know, all the rage and buzz right now is the Apple Vision Pro and the anticipation around its release. And then, of course, cars trucks and more cars. You can't have a CES without cars. And those that are incorporating AI and those that are just doing some amazing things with these futuristic cars, electric cars, etc. And your LED displays and screens and TVs, you know, electronics, you know, that um, you can really geek out about and get excited about as relates to film production, TV production, And then, of course, our own personal viewing experiences in our homes. So those are the various areas that we may have time to to at least touch on. But let's dive deep into AI trends and innovations. And some of the things that jumped out at me as it relates to, you know, these (laughs) just 
how AI is everywhere. Like you can't, we are talking about tools and language models as relates to chatbots. And then, you know, of course we had a show specifically around robots, but now we're seeing these specific use cases that can really benefit anyone. And we have everything from AI pillows to mattresses to chairs, refrigerators. You know, these are just a few. <laughs> these are just a few. What are some of the ones that jumped out at you, Camilla? So it's, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like AI is basically, it's just that next level, right? A lot of, a lot of times we're using our smartphone, but now we're seeing AI and everything becoming smart, like refrigerators you mentioned, right? Like uh, the smart refrigerator that can, you know, tell about the temperature and you can surf the internet on it. And we talked about AI, how you can take a picture of what's in your fridge and it can tell you what to make. Well, your refrigerator, your AI refrigerator, I imagine, can do something very similar. So now you don't need your phone. You don't need to hop on your computer to do it. The AI is built into all the different things that you have in your house. Yeah. And speaking of refrigerators and what's in our homes, one of the things that just kind of reminded me of more of like a Star Trek type of innovation is the tray scanner where you could take your food, you know, place it on a tray and run it under the scanner and it will tell you how many calories are on the plates, you know, if any of the items have gluten in it. And then let's say you you take your tray back, you eat whatever you want to eat, and you bring it back and it tells you, you know, the difference in terms of the calorie count. So maybe you had a thousand calories on the plate, but you only actually consumed 300 of the thousand calories. Now, I don't know if that's extremely practical right now in terms of everyone's going to be running to the store to get that, but I do think it is the start of something that could be really big, you know, especially yeah. with people that are really, really interested in their eating habits. Yeah. And I think, you know, that reminds me of an app where you can, and it's very tedious to me, it is some people do it, but you can put in every single thing that you've eaten from every place that you've eaten. It has a large, you know, category to tell you how many calories it probably is, but it is like very cumbersome. And, you know, the, the interesting thing about technology, if you notice, is that there'll be a new technology and it's vastly expensive, not accessible to everyone. But as the technology progresses, then it becomes more affordable and they figure out a way to give it to everyone. So that's like the computer. That's like this, you know, if you're into TVs, CS is huge about TVs, you know, these different technologies, OLED, things like that, the bigger the TV, but now like TVs are a lot cheaper mm -hmm. and you can get a huge TV for cheaper with more, even more technology. So it, it just makes me think that this is something that if you're developing, say an app old style, you need to think about what is that next iteration that's going to have AI so that that's going to make things even simpler, 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 <laughs> simpler. <laughs> That's going to make things even simpler. That is going to make what you currently have obsolete. Like we need to be thinking about the next iteration of whatever we're building, right? That's going to make things easier. And that's kind of where AI comes in is 
okay, how can I incorporate AI into my business, into whatever I do? You, you mentioned the um, chat GPT. Well, I just talked about group coaching mm-hmm. and mindset. And so I'm like, oh, you know, my community can use Nova's app to create mindset. So what is that? what is that next thing with whatever you're doing where you can now, anyone can access this, or you can find somebody that is and partner with them to make it easier for your community and just advance what you're doing so you're not obsolete. So I think that's a great example. Yeah, I love all the points that you brought up because, you know, a lot of the individuals that are listening to our show are entrepreneurs and creative entrepreneurs or artists, just pure artists, and that's all they do. And most people want to get more time to do what they love. And so if you can find tools that will create efficiency, that will save you time, you know, then that's what that's where I think AI can come in and really be a game changer for so many lives. And then just, you know, as I mentioned with this one in- innovation, the tray scanner, now I'm going to put an idea out there just based on the fact that I'm a creative and what I eat does affect my level of energy, does affect my level of creativity. And so if there are more tools that can help me identify, curate, make, whatever it is that's healthier for me to eat, then why not? And so the idea that I want to throw out there is, because I used to work with some fitness coaches back in the day, and they would send a list of meals, you know, like the ingredients or you know, we want you to eat this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner. And I would just take a snapshot, like a gestalt of what it was, because I never really had the patience to then shop for 20 million ingredients and make these very specific meals for just me because I'm cooking for a family. But if there was a tool that, you know, the coaches could use or individuals can use that gave you the meal prep plan and then, you know, connected to an online grocery, you know, grocer, and then, had those those items delivered to your door in the proportion that you need at the frequency that you need okay i'm good all day long i would be all over that service <laughs> okay and you know cuz just it just takes time to like okay i'm going to do this it's just for me i'm going to buy like just what two stalks of broccoli but i'm cooking for a family of four or six you know these tools are ways for us to be able to incorporate them into our day-to-day tasks that are taking away from the things that we really want to do and things that we love spending time doing. So I I love that statement about just taking a moment and thinking about your day-to-day work life and saying, hmm, how can I make this more efficient? And And I caution because I think that we do tend to look at the rosier side of AI because I just want to put that energy out there. But I caution you know, our listeners as well to observe where does it cross the line where it's impeding on your creativity, it's impeding on your mobility, you know, is everything so convenient that you don't have to go outside and interact with people anymore? You know, that's not where we want to go in terms of where the technology is leading us, you know, or are you getting so dependent on some of these tools that you're not taking the time to really use your imagination and create from original thought? And how do you not fall into that abyss and that habit? 
So it's it's finding that balance and making sure that you're staying in control so you don't mindlessly be the one that is the horse and not the jockey. Going back to my book, <laughs> The Jockey on the Horse. Yeah. That's a perfect analogy. That's so good because I think in now is the time probably for you to start to think of what are those moments of my that I'm mo- the most creative, right? If you're walking in nature and that's where you think of your ideals, like make sure you stay true to that. Cause like for me, I love using chat GPT to brainstorm and to, you know, simplify things. But at the same time, there's times where I cut off everything because I don't want to be influenced by anything. I don't mm. want to be influenced by chat GPT. I don't want to be influenced by what someone said on YouTube or anything. I just want my raw creativity to come out And then I kind of brainstorm that way. And then I go back to these other things and say, okay, how can I add to what I already came up with? Mm. So I think it is that balance of sectioning that time off for your own self to be creative and then going to other things to add to it if you want to. Absolutely. So let's share some specific companies that brought some cool things to CES and then some other tools and products that we came across. I'll start with the tools and products, and then I'll have you dive into the companies, Camilla. So I had mentioned already Tray Scanner, but then we have Time Kettle, which is a real-time translator. So I travel a lot to different places around the world, and one of the places that I go to often is Paris. And I'm picking up words here and there, but what this would allow me to do is the you know immediately have what I'm saying translated to the person across from me. So if we both have these air pieces and I'm speaking in English, it'll translate in French. And then if they're speaking French, it'll translate in English. And I think that is mind blowing. So that's one tool that I'm really excited about, Time Kettle. Um, And then you have Unistellar, which is a smart telescope. I'm obsessed with the stars. And when I'm, you know, and I live in an area where, we have a lot of trees. So, you know, thankfully we're able to see like really clear night skies. And I'm always looking up and I'm like, oh, there's the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. And I think it kind of like ends there. I might know like Orion and like that's it. Right. And, but I'm fascinated because I would love to know what I'm looking at. And is that Jupiter? Is that Venus in the sky? And this telescope will literally find the constellations you're looking for. And, you know, educate you on the different galaxies and nebulas and anything you want to find in the sky. So absolutely love Unistellar, the smart telescope. Another thing that really jumped out at me were the fact that we have transparent TVs. It sounds crazy, but there's a black film that will come up to make it look like a regular TV screen. There's these really thin um, screens, but then when the film is down, like think of a shade on your window, basically. When the shade's up, you can see through the glass. When the shade's down, you can't see through the glass. So that's how it works. And so when the shade is up, you can literally see through it. So if you have plants behind your TV screen or you you want to place it in front of a display, for example, and then overlay the screen with moving images or words in front of the display. If you want to use it in, let's say, retail environment, there's those use cases as well. I just think that's super fascinating. And 
for those that love summertime because of grilling, one you know, and just entertaining outside or by the pool, you have grills powered with AI. So Neo Sear, you know, for those that love to barbecue, check out AI Grills by Neo Sear. And I'll just share one more before I pass the mic. Motion sleep. Now, for those of you that snore and or have trouble sleeping based on the height of the pillow, Motion Sleep has a foam pillow that's adjustable in height that measures your snoring pattern. So for those that have snores in their family or have snore themselves, this can bring you relief. So that I thought was really cool, Motion Sleep AI pillows. And I'm going to pass the mic to you, Camilla. What were some of the things that jumped out at you in terms of the companies and what they were bringing to CES? Yeah, it seems like any, you know, major company has some type of advancement that they're looking at for uh, robotics, artificial intelligence, Mm. for example, Walmart, uh, warehouse robotics, so robots, and obviously that is bringing that intelligence (laughs) even more to their inventory, uh, which might be great for us on the user end, right? Mm-hmm. But okay. um, but then also like John Deere, which is tractors, and they are creating those self-driving tractors. Mm. So it just seems like everything is getting even more efficient. Rich Tech Robotics, a robot barista, mm. um, X-Real Affordable AR Glasses. So we all know that the Apple Vision Pro is out for augmented reality glasses and or augmented reality headset, I should say, right? And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's now glasses that are lightweight that look like regular eyewear and that are more in the $400 to $600 range and more affordable. So they are putting this type of technology in things that people can wear every day, right? right. Um, another thing I saw, and I forget the brand, but... It was, you know, how we have the smart watches that monitor our health, where there's smart rings and smart jewelry mm. that will help to monitor those things. So, things that, you know, everyday consumers can put on and they can take advantage of these different technologies. Yeah, as you were sharing, what came to mind also was an AI lawnmower. So, a robot, you know, that's also uh, enhanced with. AI to mow your lawn. (laughs) So I guess it was coming because we have the vacuum cleaner robot. So this was coming, right? But it's so cool. And that's definitely going to be, you know, one of the things I'm going to look more into. I just want to see how it works. I just want to see, like you have rocks and all this stuff, you know, that is in the lawn or branches and leaves. And so I'm really curious you know, how good this, you know, robotic lawnmower is. So that was something that, you know, stirred up quite a lot of attention at CES as well. And then you have everything again. When I say AI is everywhere, AI is everywhere. So we know appliances, your refrigerators, your washers, your dryers, lamps. Um, We talked about grills. We talked about lawnmowers, backpacks. (laughs) I mean, I don't, my thing is, we don't need, I personally don't need AI to enhance every single part of my life. And I think there's going to be, we need to be conscientious of the balance of tech that is like near us on us versus not. And again, just 
be mindful and maybe just pick your favorites. I don't think you need AI chairs and pillows and mattresses and refrigerators. I mean, at some point, we need to understand that these technologies are going to impact us as well physically. And until there's all you know enough research out there in terms of how, we need to just move cautiously. Be excited, but move cautiously. And then maybe pick your biggest pain point and start there. And so I, I still love nature. I'm, you know, very much a mindful person. So it is really going to be taking an intentional effort on my part, as excited as I am about the tech, to find that balance and to maintain the balance. Not so much find it because I consciously know what I want, but to maintain it as these new inventions and technologies come out. And saying, as you said, Camila, you find that time to completely disconnect and or have spaces built into your home that has no tech in it. You know, the no tech, low tech time zones and no tech, low tech spaces that you could retreat to and gather your thoughts, reimagine, come up with original ideas and, you know, and just not potentially be physically impacted by all of these devices that will be around us very soon. Yeah. And when you say that, I almost, you know, at now you can have a choice. And now I'm like, I have a chair in my house. Like, why would I buy even like a refrigerator? Like, why would I buy another refrigerator? Like, it's cool, but do you want to spend the extra thousand dollars? I don't know. But my thought is, you know, we talked about the technology and how more technology is packed into our devices, stuff that we don't even know, and it's cheaper and cheaper. And you think about your smartphone. Well, now you don't, they don't really make flip phones anymore. This is true. Hardly, you know, so you can't even get that. So I'm, I'm wondering how much of a choice will we have in the future about whether or not we even have these smart things? Now, there's going to be some things where like maybe a backpack or something where it's like, it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it does with that because that's, that's a health thing. Like if you're, you know, hiking, you may want that type of technology on you. But my question is, and I always think about things from both sides. Like I think about it from the consumer, but I also think about the business. AI allows you to collect a vast amount of data, right? Right. Actively currently on your consumer, which is going to help you to serve the consumer and the business even better. So it is important to say, hey, at some point we may or may not have a choice. Mm. And so how are you living or not living with these things? It's mm. a really good question. And the, I guess the million dollar question to that is when will that happen? Is it right. five years, seven years, 10 years? Is it three years? I mean, I don't think in three years we won't have a choice. I feel like even as exciting as a lot of these technologies are, there's still a lot of downsides. A lot of them need to, you know, be on Wi-Fi to work or you need to have another subscription. You need to, you know, agree to pay for another subscription, to use these devices. And some of them are just not solving a huge problem yet or pain point yet. They're interesting, they're novel, but why will I purchase it, right? As you're sharing, you know, um, is that extra $500 spent or the extra $1,000 on top of the current price tag worth the expense? And so I, I think that these technologies are showing us the direction of where we can go 
we as the consumers are still the jockey. We choose what we want and don't want in our lives, in our, you know, our day-to-day work experiences. And then those that don't survive will fall off. And so I I think it's imperative that we, you know, share our voices in terms of what those concerns are around our own humanity, around the ethics, the privacy, the biases that some of the data that's being collected entail, you know, and how it's being used. And will this information ultimately turn against us? So for example, with the tray scanner, not necessarily the tray scanner, but let's say another tool is tracking your eating habits. And that data is then shared with an insurance company. And then the insurance company shares that with your employer. And then your employer maybe decides to pay less towards your insurance because they think you're a greater risk. So where are the safeguards being placed to protect our data and security that we're, you know, we're getting the efficiency, we're getting time back, but at what cost? So again, would I cautiously move forward with <laughs> like excitement and positive thoughts around the technology because we do want to shape it in a direction that's going to benefit us. And it's here, you know, as many say, the cat's out of the bag. So it's now about training the cat. It's now about guiding the cat. It's now about choosing, does the cat go into the living room or the bedroom, neither or both? And so this is a really critical time in terms of where we are with AI and a lot of these technologies, but it's always really fun and exciting to see what shows up on the floor in Las Vegas every January as it relates to the CES show. Absolutely. And it's cool to see what's on the floor and it's cool to see how it trickles down to everyday people and how they use it, right? Because we're thinking about, like we just mentioned AR glasses, which is a topic that we talk about, you know, kind of throughout. And now there's there's stuff that people can use every day that is not that expensive. Yeah. Um, so how are how are we as creatives going to use that technology? Because now, you know, years from now, or maybe sooner than we think. We're going to see this technology from CES trickle down to our everyday lives. And how are we taking advantage of some of those things that we can, that people can access now or going to be able to access? Right. Especially as it becomes more and more affordable. I had the chance to try out the Ray-Bans with the AR technology embedded. And it was cool. It was limiting in terms of, limited in terms of the features, but the glasses look cool <laughs> and it was, it was a cool experience. So as, and the, again, we're day one of 10,000, like I like to say, and a lot of these innovations. And so if it looks good on and it's functional and it comes down to a price point where most people can afford, then you're going to have adoption. And, you know, who knows, maybe in two years, 30% of the population will be walking around with sunglasses on, even when they don't. Because it's, you know, it's all embedded with their personal GPTs. And and you're going to see these kids showing up in school, middle schoolers with Ray-Bans because they're doing homework with GPT or or following the lesson with their GPTs. Who knows where this is going to go? But we know that it's going to increase in terms of adoption as the tech gets better. And so that's why we always like to look at the flip side, you know, with caution to say, well, how do we get ahead of some of the, you know, the issues that are going to arise from this? And 
are there organizations that are actually doing research around the negative impact? May it be on our sight, may it be on our brains, you know, uh, may it be on our physical body as we are surrounding ourselves with the tools, as we're placing these gadgets on our bodies and as we're engaging with them, you know, for so many hours within a day, especially our younger, you know, demographics that are still growing and how is it going to impact them? So I think that's also something very important to mention that we need more research as a tech is being used to make sure we're safeguarding ourselves as well. Absolutely. And when you, when you uh, talk about, you know, kids and students and even adults, right, we have a lot to learn (laughs) and we're talking about augmented reality. I mean, there's experiences now where you can go up to any type of art, whether it's a mural and it can come alive and talk to you right through augmented reality, probably have to use your phone, but Think about the implications for, you know, kids. If we did have these glasses and they can just go outside of their school and look and wow, there's an art museum that they can walk around, mm, you know, yes. there's there's some type of art that, that you can do as a creative and it can just be a physical piece, but someone can take some glasses and it can come alive, right? Yeah. And so what are, because I know you just talked about, you know, the negative implications. What are the positive implications? How can we, how can we use this for good also considering, you know, the boundaries that we need? Uh, Yeah, I love that. Actually, for me, a lot of what I'm imagining with my fashion art is just that. It's allowing these two-dimensional pieces may it live on canvas may it live on a screen maybe a garment like fabric to come to life with emerging technology where it will move or light up and or you're able to hear a narrated story about what you're looking at and or touching and and or wearing and i feel that these immersive experiences do create a greater impact on us and if we're telling stories that can move humanity forward, then it's a win-win-win-win. And so, yes, 100% creatives and artists and entrepreneurs can look at the immersive technologies, look at the generative AI tools and capabilities, bring those together for impact, for reaching larger audiences, for you know guiding individuals you know, to a place where they're kinder, more patient, more gentle with each other, or just more inspired because a more inspired person is a happier person and a happier person is a nicer person to be around, right? And so it can have just a really small impact. But if you multiply that by the number of creators, entrepreneurs, and artists in the world that are using it for those purposes, then you have this massive tsunami impact for good. So I, I definitely want to echo what you're saying. There's so many positives to this. And, you know, even going back to the beginning of our conversation with these personal GPTs that I'm creating for wellness, where we can facilitate individuals with their their well-being journey, their wellness journey, their meditation journey, their their mindset, you know, helping them, you know, create a more positive mindset to bring things forward that they really want in their lives. 
So yeah, we're living proof that this can be used for good and want to put that out there as much as possible. But there's there's so much to cover. Maybe we'll touch on it in another episode or just dive deeper. Um, I'd love to go into more depth around the AR glasses and Apple Vision Pro. I know we did a previous episode on it, but I'd like to revisit that with some of the new companies that are introducing their AR glasses this year. Robots, robots, and more robots. <laughs> What does that look like, you know, humanoid versus non? And where are we with that um, integration into our day-to-day? And again, we did a previous episode on this. And now that we're so many months forward, where are we now? Because we're seeing so many new use cases around robotics as well. So those are a couple of things that I want to revisit. And But this is a good time to pause for today's episode. Are there any other things that you want to share before we wrap up? I'm just going to reiterate and quote what you just said about creating a tsunami of good Mm. with this immersive technology. I love that wording, a tsunami of good. So I'm going to ask our audience, how can you create or help create a tsunami of good with these technologies? Love that. Love that. You love that. And you said that because I forgot, you know, I'm just talking. I'm like, oh, I had to write that down. (laughs) I'll have to use that again. (laughs) Write it down. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again, Camilla, for joining me on another really enlightening and fun show of AI for creatives. Thank you to our listeners for continuing to come back and bringing friends um, as our show is growing tremendously. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support. And we are excited to continue to deliver value to you. And we are going to do a test on a weekly distribution of AI for creatives. So we are going to test a model of delivering you more shows because the space is moving so quickly and we want to make sure that you're kept up to date. And so you're going to be getting updates if you're subscribed for new episodes every week. And if you're not, please do so you don't miss those notifications. Um, Again, this is brought to you exclusively by the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network, and that's Kangaroo with a U. It's always a pleasure sharing this information with you as we dive into AI, humanity, and creativity. Again, this is Nova Lorraine. This is Camila Sanders. And this is AI for Creatives. Until next time, ciao. Bye.